Good morning and welcome to Sunrise with Holly, best brought to you with a sunrise on the horizon and a hot cuppa in your hand. Good morning and welcome to this episode of Sunrise with Holly. Thank you guys for joining me today. Uh, today is slightly different again. Um, I have a beautiful friend joining me, Raina Evans. She is just an incredible soul-connected queen. She... <laughs> helps so many different women in so many different ways not just through tarot readings and healings but also through beautiful photography and imagery which is how I met her um and yeah today she is going to share with us some things about healing hello everyone I'm so nervous and excited that's good that's always good feelings to to be feeling yeah I actually found it really interesting today normally I record my podcast in the sunrise like and it's all happy and there's birds outside um but today it's actually really stormy and rainy which I find really crazy because I don't know if you would um describe healing as this but I love my analogies and I feel like healing is such a storm it's not always pretty it's just cold and chilly but there will be warmth when the storm passes yes that was a great analogy like um i've found that social media has absolutely romanticized um healing as this really beautiful thing um it's beautiful after you've healed but during it it's it's hard work and it's so messy and um it's really interesting that we have like that we're doing this podcast right now and this and it's this topic in particular because like I said earlier like I'm on a six-week journey right now with Moana Hancock it's called the goddess within and it's all about your inner goddess that person inside that we've suppressed we we hide them away because um we haven't healed yet and so uh last night actually I um did a lot of healing one of our tasks was to um write a forgiveness letter and to start off writing a forgiveness letter to ourselves and my goodness did it bring up some shit and like we need to forgive ourselves before we can forgive anyone else I think because we put so much blame on ourselves um so yeah it was just really interesting that we're doing this topic and you know I'm currently balls deep in healing myself um so I come from a a place where I completely understand um, how everyone feels and how they don't know where to start and stuff like that. So I think it's, I really hope that people can get some stuff out of what I have to say today. And I love that as well because you're going through it. And I think a lot of people like have the perception that when people are sharing stuff like this is that they're already healed and they're not going through it. But I think it's yeah. like a constant. Yeah, absolutely. That's the other like misconception with healing um, is that there's a destination. Um, absolutely not. I don't think we ever get to a point of completely. Actually, that's one of my questions, isn't it? It is one of your questions. Um, so that's cool. We'll just keep going into that. So the the question there, guys, was um, do you think that we are ever fully healed? I don't think we forget our experiences. Um, I don't think we get to that point because we don't want that. Why we need healing in the first place is because we try to forget about our experiences. You know, that's why we need healing at the beginning because we've tried to suppress those experiences that we've gone through, those traumas that we've gone through. And so I I think to be healed is when like your traumas, people and ourselves are forgiven. Um, so hence the reason for the forgiveness it is and stuff like that. 
um, so we're no longer triggered um, and our, our physical bodies no longer get sick or they're, they're no longer hurt um, like they did when we were wounded. And um, I think also to be healed is being able to talk about it and cry um, rather than shutting it down and having explosive outbursts. Tears are flowing and they're free emotions. So like when you're crying, it shows me that you're, there are no blockages stopping it from flowing. Um, which is really interesting. So people automatically put crying with sadness or haven't healed. No, I think crying, being able to cry is an incredible thing. Just because right now um, I'm doing this thing, like during my healing um, journey, I'm doing this thing where I completely disconnect. So right when I'm about to cry, um, I, I completely disconnect from myself and I stop myself and I don't cry. And so that shows me that there's blockages, there's walls that I'm putting up stopping me from healing. Um, so I've been really practicing to just let it go and let it flow and let myself go there um, because that's that's movement, that's getting shit flowing within you, you know. Crying is not a sign that you need healing. Crying is a sign that you are healing. Oh, um, that's really good. That's interesting. Yeah. I totally do that as well. Listening to that, I'm like, whoa, I'm getting something out yeah. of this. I like definitely block that up. There's that instant yeah. wall, like you go to cry and you tell yourself no. Yeah. Like, and I think as humans, we all do that, whether it's in front of people or by yourself, you're like, no. And I think maybe that's because we get told that crying is a like a sign of weakness and you need to hide that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's just not true at all. Crying is healing. Crying is proof that you're flowing freely. Crying is movement. So, um, yeah, just like for everyone to remember that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. That's wow. Yeah. That's good. That's really good. <laughs> yeah. Serious stuff. <laughs> good <laughs> okay so you said at the moment you're going through um a healing journey um with Moana how did you recognize that you needed healing or how do you think um we can recognize that we need healing or even know that we're hurt like what are some physical or even like mental kind of thoughts what is what signs are there what signs do you think there are well, first of all, like the, the examples and stuff that I'm going to like talk about, I want to say that these are my opinions and they're taken from observations that I've made um, through doing the work that I do. Um, I work, I've worked with a lot of women like in my life, you know, um, from personal experiences to also like clients as well. Um, but I want to start off by saying I think it's actually easier to identify that you need healing um, if your trauma happened to you when you were older. Um, I think if you've experienced something traumatic when you're a child, it's actually harder to identify because we're so young when it happens, we aren't given those tools to understand and work through it. So as children, we store that memory in our body, um, we sweep it under the rug, we forget about it, mostly because we have to. But as adults, it, so two years ago, I went through something quite traumatic and um, I've been able to recognize that I need that healing um, because I don't know, I'm just older, I'm more, more mature compared to some of the stuff that happened to me when I was a kid. Um, oh, I didn't, I had swept it so far under the rug. I just, like, I didn't think that it affected me at all. And it really did. It affected my relationships. It affected how I see other people. It affected, you know, all of these different parts of me. But I just, because I was a child when it happened, I didn't, I had no clue how to heal then. I had no clue. I was just a kid. I just wanted to play. Um, so I forgot about it. I find that so interesting because when you like so often people say they just want to play like a kid, but it's almost like then if you just continue to do that, you're just f 
like forgetting to heal or yeah, not healing those traumas? Um, so like I've got a really good example. So um, so I've noticed a really huge destructive pattern with women who have been molested and raped when they were just children. So um, rape is such a traumatic and violating experience. And naturally we would rather, we, we'd prefer to forget about it rather than face it and work through the messy healing of it um, because that's probably a big blockage as well is that we're scared of the healing process we don't know what it's going to bring we're scared of the unknown so we would prefer to just avoid that and carry on with life um so I've observed that women who are molested as children um quite often have extreme dependency on other men and women to give them love um, they often have really destructive relationships and they're highly sex-driven. Um, and when I say sex-driven, I'm talking like they detach themselves while having sex and they um, they can have sex with any Tom, Dick and Harry or, you know, aunties and um, <laughs> any other woman. And um, yeah, yeah. They, they believe that's what love is. They, they want to feel wanted and that's, that's particularly women who who have um, experienced it as a child because as a child they were basically shown to be raped and hurt in that way. Um, they First of all, they didn't know how to heal from that. They didn't understand it. And they believe that that's like the bare minimum of how you should be treated in a relationship. And, you know, that that's what they're showing at such a young age. And so when they become adults and stuff like that and because they've got all that suppressed um, emotion and all of that and now they know that that was wrong um, their relationships just become really destructive and that's for a lot of women who have been um, molested and raped as children not all I want to reiterate that I am not speaking for all women who have been molested as children this is just um, some. some um can I just a follow-up question on that do you think that um that also other childhood traumas could like affect it in the in the same way so oh absolutely absolutely the same cut off yeah absolutely. the like emotional coldness I guess it is yeah um so if you have grown up in a, a family um where you have seen the two people who are meant to love them love each other so your parents if you've seen them beat each other up and use awful words it can actually you could probably go two ways with it you could become that person that they were you could think that that's what love is or you become overly loving because you want the fairy tale love you do not want the love that your parents had so you become really dependent on on it on another person and you become really needy and clingy and um you drop all things and go running for love because that's what you want because that's what you didn't get when you were a child that's the you didn't see that so it becomes like a fairy tale this need for a fairy tale love um so yeah it can affect yeah, there's just so many things like, God, there's so much stuff that happens to us as children and, and we just suppress it and we hide it. Um, and and then it comes out in, in relationships particularly. And that's where I was going into actually. So I actually made a little bit of a list of um, like the signs that we need healing. Um, and I think a big one is our behavior and relationships, whether they're platonic or um, a more loving sexual one. So um, if you're really defensive, needy, controlling, jealousy, jealousy is a big one, um, aloof, so not wanting to open up a little bit aloof, so you want freedom and you don't want to be smothered, that was my one, um, 
I didn't want to feel locked down. I didn't want to want people to keep me away from my friends. Um, and so I actually really like detached myself from relationships. And then also really explosive and irrational behavior. So that was the that's what I went through when I was in a really um, abusive, mentally um, mentally abusive relationship. Um, was I became a very explosive and irrational person. Um, because it just triggered me so much. And then the physical signs um, that we need healing is quite often like illnesses. Something really simple, the cold. So a blockage in our sinuses. I think of it as if, or as though like, what do I need to cry about? Like, what haven't I cried about recently? What is there? There's something, because our sinuses is where we, we let tears out. Um, and when we let tears out, we, we get snotty. So what is it? What, we've, we've got this illness right now. Okay, so what, what do I need to cry about? Um, another one, sore throats. So what do we need to communicate about? What aren't we speaking up about? Um, what haven't we talked about? What What's something that we're holding on to that we just need to, to speak about? Um, ear infections. What aren't we hearing or listening to? Um, is there advice that someone is giving us or is there someone who's been trying to communicate to us and trying to help us and we are blocking them off and not listening? Um, and then the pains in our body. So I've sent you that diagram on Facebook, which we will put in our stories, I'm assuming. Um, but, you know, when we get pains in our bodies and stuff like that, that's quite often stored memories we store that pain in our body and then the last one um, is addiction so alcohol drugs and sex um, alcohol is a really good example so we store the feelings and emotions of anger resentment and frustration in, a, in our liver so any trauma in our childhood or just growing up or like adulthood or recently any trauma that or experience that has brought us those feelings of anger, frustration and resentment, that there, that memory gets stored in our liver. And so people who become really dependent on alcohol, they are drinking that because they are trying to release it, like unknown to them. They unknowingly, like they, they, they're trying to release it really, but instead they get drunk and it becomes a mask. They're masking all of that. And then it, it can also turn and they become very angry and frustrated when they're drinking. And that quite often happens with people. That's why, um, you know, alcoholics, they are the way they are. And they're quite, usually they're quite angry people. They become quite angry because they've got all the shit stored in their liver, all these memories, all these things that have happened to them. And they're just using alcohol as a, as a it's, it's just masking it. it is, it's like a Band-Aid. It's not actually fixing the um it's not actually fixing the problem the core problem which is they've been through something traumatic and they've stored it you know yeah I totally know what you mean I was it's really interesting while you were saying that I was actually thinking this totally could be a side note um wondering about you know people who like um eat fatty food and they say how fatty food like builds up around your heart and do you think that's a full comfort thing with um eating and like fatty food is just trying to like fill that love void and like actually like unconsciously making your heart bigger yes um and it's really interesting that you've just talked about that so um oh I have a really great example <laughs> um so after I went through something um after my experience two years ago I turned to alcohol and eating and I ate a lot of McDonald's and K fry let me tell you because of what I experienced was I did I turn to eating because I was putting that layer of fat on to make myself less um less appealing and less attractive to people and trying to put up my own walls 
to protect myself. So own walls as in fatty, I'm putting on layers of fat to um, protect myself. Um, so that was really interesting that you've just brought that up. Yeah, with it, yeah. Man, that's, yeah, I find that, like, it's super interesting because that's so many people and um, just putting up that, like, that's such a physical barrier to protect themselves almost, even through um, a lot, a lot of people through words and different things like that. Like, you hear the stories about how, you know, like, the fat kid was always picked on or that, you know, they, but in actual fact is they're probably actually putting on that weight unconsciously to protect themselves which is like so beautiful like you know what I mean like it's like the yeah it's incredible I um minds and bodies are actually just so like complex and we're so surface um all right so those are like the the signs and stuff that you went through so how did your healing start so you said it was like a number of years ago but do you think it was even before those the number of years have you do you think you've always been healing or is it just when you've recognized that you've started healing that you've actually started fully healing so my healing journey I believe um started uh when I did when I studied performing arts um so in performing arts um our first year is called a breakdown year so we basically cried every day for a year <laughs> um and why they do that is because Um, for us to share our authentic emotions during performances, we need to be able to safely dive into our own past experiences. Um, And we can't do that safely if we haven't healed or forgiven. So um, we had a voice class with a, with a woman who I call my earth guide and she did some really sacred energy healings on us and pressure point work because it was all about finding our own voice and, 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 healing through the shit that we've gone through basically and so um I've had things happen to me like this is going to sound really extreme but um I've had my classmates pushing into different points behind my knees while I scream and I'd use sound like so toning from my core and absolutely like sobbing um I've had my classmates two of my classmates hold me in one corner of the room yeah um while my other friend Um, stood in front of me and I had to imagine that she was the person who caused me trauma when I was growing up and the whole point of that was the more angry I got the more I screamed and cried from deep within my core and then I would be um, asked to like try and run towards her and but my other two classmates that were holding me in the corner they would hold me back and that was the resistance that resistance um, that I was feeling from them holding me back and her standing in front of me and me trying to run towards her, that unearthed so much more deep-set trauma. Like I had to go through that physical feeling of being held back to really go deep inside my core because our core, um, that's why we get anxiety. That's why um, a lot of people have anxiety attacks um, and stuff like that because in our core, that's where it's, I call it like my fiery furnace, um, because it's where I've, I've got all that anger and that frustration and that resentment, like our liver stores. And if I'm not working through that, I get really bad anxiety. And so that's why we did the work that we did. So that resistance work would mean that I'd have to dive deep into my core. So me trying to run forward while I'm being held back, is like diving deep into my core. I'm using that core muscle, that core energy and that anger and that frustration to get to the person in front of me. And I'm being held back. So I'm also angry at them. And it just honestly, at the end of it, I would, that that anger that I was feeling and that frustration to try get to her would then 
turn into um like I would just collapse and I'd sob and I'd sob and sob and they would all come like it was so beautiful like they would come and they would just hold me and there'd be silence and I would just be sobbing and I'd be held and hugged while I'm going through this healing journey and everyone understood that it was a journey and then I'd come out of the sobbing and you just feel so light like you just feel like like just a box not not a box of fluffy ducks actually you would just feel like so much weight has been unearthed from within your core and it's not off your shoulders like there is such a huge difference from shit that you're holding on to that you don't actually need to hold on to you can let go it feels like a weight's been lifted off your shoulders but then there's shit that you're holding on to that you really need to let go of because or you really need to heal from because it is um it's affecting how you live and how you can move forward in life and feeling that lift from inside your core it's like a soul lift feeling like it's insane and just keeping in mind that all of that stuff that work that I did in performing arts um, that was all done with consent and that's like a big thing as well like you can't go diving into this sort of stuff and not and not give people consent or like there being no consent and it's just like that's when it becomes unsafe but the whole time I was so safe I was like safe within my classmates and my lecturer who was there like it was just so beautiful and I just feel so so lucky that I was able to be a part of that and be able to go through that yeah so that's like a kind of like a safe healing space yeah absolutely like interesting you touch on that just because that is one thing as we're talking about healing is um you know having trusted people and you know not just going to anyone but if you are going to people through this healing stuff you know, do it, you know, based on recommendations and your your gut feeling with those people and don't be, you know, put yourself in a vulnerable position. Just make sure you feel safe with that. So that's, yeah, it's a good point. While we're talking about that, what do you think um, some tips are for women who are starting to heal? So I want to start off by saying that at, this is for everyone to remember, like I want this to stick with them. I want this message to stick with them. So at the bare minimum, at the absolute bare minimum of when you start this journey you need to be kind and patient with yourself no matter what that's the absolute bare minimum if you have any other feelings it's just it's not gonna work for you because if you're unkind to yourself and you're not patient or you're not willing to be patient or open to be patient it's gonna be it's gonna be 10 times harder it's gonna be like pushing shit up the fucking hill like you just you it's going to be so hard and also that's where I go into and I've talked about it at the beginning healing is not beautiful like social media and influencers play it out to be um it is hard work and it's painful but once you start shifting through all that pain it gets easier to manage and I think most importantly all in all which is what you were just talking about earlier I think the great place to start is conversation so find someone who can hold a space for you to talk and listen So find someone who is going to speak when you can't use words or um, someone who understands you enough to be able to find the words that you can't find um, and also be able to find someone who will literally just sit there and listen to you while you go through all your emotions, while you cry, while you just say words. Because when you're in that state of vulnerability, and I found it recently talking to one of my friends, because she just knows when to sit and listen and when to speak for me because sometimes I I just can't articulate what I'm trying to say and she understands me enough to be able to put those words across and then I'm like yep yep that's exactly how I feel and um so I find it really helpful to call her right in the moment 
that I am upset and crying because that's where I will say all the things. So I find that after I cry and I'm sitting in this really like still space and I'm calm, I forget about everything that I was thinking and I go and I almost doubt myself and go, oh, that was silly that you thought that in that time because you, you know, you shouldn't blame yourself and all of that stuff. But that's what I was feeling in that moment when I was vulnerable because those are the feelings that I'm storing inside of me. So all of that stuff that we say when we're crying um, because we're, we're, we're in that really vulnerable state and that feeling of helplessness. So everything we say is, is true feelings. Like that's actually how you're feeling inside. So to be able to find someone who will just sit there and listen to you as you just like, you know, mumble on and on and on about certain things. That's incredible because, you know, it's it's hard work when you go to talk to someone and then they start talking about themselves or they change the subject or they don't really give back. Um, that's hard work. So making sure that you find that person and really follow your gut instinct with us. Find that person who will sit there and listen to you. Like that's so important. That's what you need. Like just adding in there that um, it's also really important that when you find that person to listen, you allow them to listen and then not have to validate your feelings. And it doesn't mean that your feelings aren't true, but that person doesn't need to um, necessarily fully understand or validate them back to you. Allow them to listen without reiterating as well, because like in a huge like realization for me then as well is something that I do is I express it and then I expect I hold this expectation of them having to understand it, um, whereas they don't. They don't need to understand it. That's just your your processing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Just I'd add that in for someone who's yeah, on the flip side. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I'm actually pleased that you brought that up because that's something that um, I've been struggling with from like my experience that I had two years ago. I feel like no one understands, and I feel really alone. And then realizing, like I was told, like you know people don't have to understand that they don't need to but just as long as they're listening to you you know and that's like such a it's really hard on like my friends because they know what I've gone through and they don't know because they haven't experienced it they feel like they have no right to say anything and like they have no right to be listening or like they feel like like they're not the right person that you should be talking to but they shouldn't feel like that because you know we've all gone through things that you know another person hasn't gone through or we're all got friends who've gone through shit that you haven't gone through and you've just got to come in blank and sit with them and just let them talk because that's honestly all they need is to be able to communicate that it's that flow it's it's like how tears um how we cry and that means that it's free flowing emotions um I think conversation is also the same it's it's that it's just a flow of it's a movement it's it's something shifting within you you know you're using your voice to speak and speak your truth and all of that stuff I get that that's such a good tip for people who are on the flip side of healing as well with like if they're trying to help someone who's healing and going through things and like that can be from any trauma as well not just an emotional trauma but like any childhood trauma any kind of trauma just being able to be there for that person especially even if people are going through you know grieving of any experience it's grieving of a person or a relationship but just just being there and like you know giving them that confirmation that that person doesn't actually need anything from you just being there and listening is enough and that's yeah you know, that's what they do need. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's also a really good, yeah. really, really good tip for both sides. Yeah, absolutely. Um, sitting in that space blank where you don't have, you don't bring your personal opinions into it. You don't bring your shit into it. You've just got to sit there with them. Be blank. That's how I um, see it. I yeah. love that. I love that. That's really good. 
in your experience or what do you see um like different forms of healing um definitely hands down um recently like I have found journaling to help me so much especially letters letters are incredible letters because you're writing to that person and you're sharing everything you've felt in that moment um especially forgiveness letters like last night writing the forgiveness letter to myself and it's not just going I forgive you for listening letting their words hurt you it's like actually do you want me to read I could probably read what I've written one of my um forgiveness things just to give you an example yeah yeah, you can do it um I find that really interesting as well because that the letters ties into what we were talking about before about validating um validating your feelings and it's almost like that um writing a letter validates your own feelings like someone else doesn't have to validate it it's almost like you're validating that yeah to yourself through your own writing and yeah that those those feelings um even though they they're not feelings you want now or you know they don't need to that other person doesn't need to feel that feeling but just validating that that was a vulnerable feeling that you did feel yeah absolutely yeah absolutely um so what I wrote last night my first one was um I forgive you for letting other people's words sink um their teeth into you um you let it taint your own love for yourself and I, and I know that the words, oh, I know the words hurt, but they were only projecting their own insecurities onto you. That's how they felt about themselves. So wish them healing. And then I wrote, I forgive you. And that was such like a big moment for me. And that part where I said, so wish them healing because they do. It's just like that whole quote on, um, you know, who's praying for Satan? Who's praying for the devil? Um, everyone's, everyone's, you know, praying for all these other people who've done all these bad things, but who's, who in their like fucking millions of years has, has ever thought, fuck, we should pray for the devil, the one man, the Satan, the one man who needs it the most, we should pray for them. And so that comes into, we need to wish those people who have hurt us, we need to wish them healing because I feel like everyone, um, actually my friend last night said something really interesting. She said, people don't come from the womb as bad people they are that's it's something that they've experienced in their lives they don't come out of the womb terrible people they've learnt that you know through life they've learnt to become those terrible people through life so yeah I think wishing people healing is such a beautiful thought actually um, it's like wow I think that's that's healing for you as well to be able to let go of that like you've got to heal yourself and the only way to be able to let go of that is to wish them healing because you know that that's just a hurt person hurting another hurt person. And- yeah, absolutely. So another really cool thing, I think our voice and sound is so underrated. It is such a powerful tool. So breath work, right? So breathing, taking a breath in and instead of like, if you do it right now, so breathing through your nose and when you breathe out, just breathe out silently. And then do it again but let out a bit of a sigh when you do it. So, yeah. Nah, you didn't let out enough of a sigh. Let out a proper sigh. Really? <sighs> no, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, weird. No, and it's it's uncomfortable because it's like we shouldn't be making sound. We shouldn't be making sound. That's our blockage. But honestly, when you make sound and you find yourself comfortable and letting out that sigh and making sounds, um, another one is then toning. So you start off with, ah, ah, 
ah, like that. People who were listening in their cars just got an interesting look from someone next yeah. uh, in the next car over. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it's super interesting. Like that going into that sound and those noises, like screaming into a pillow. Um, Moana will love this if she listens. Um, she always goes on about it. Screaming into a pillow, that's really powerful. Um, in your own space, just yell into your pillow. Just do it. The sound comes from within your core and your chest. And that's so, it's so underrated. You almost doubt yourself and make yourself feel silly for doing it. But fuck, like if you can find yourself a space by yourself one day and do that, you will feel so good. That's so interesting. That's actually like, that's like um the whole, when you look at it like a baby, they express yeah. like wholeheartedly how they feel and you know how like um, babies have different cries and their mums understand yeah. what one is for each one. And I always thought that sounded crazy until I had Romeo and then you literally pick up on those different yeah. nodes and there's like even the like the pain cry has like the siren behind it. Yeah. And it's it's that same thing, you know, like and then we forget how to do that because we get told don't cry, be quiet yeah. and we forget how to like express those emotions vocally. Yeah, absolutely absolutely that's like the tibetan bowl like um all the crystal bowls now that's like a big thing now um and so those sounds are healing us because they send frequencies like through our body they're shifting energy they're shifting stagnant energy that's stuck you know because those frequency frequencies vibrate and that's like when we let out those sighs it's vibrating us you know like it's 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 shifting shit yeah that's how i see it so you had for your different forms of healing there will um we had the meditating oh do we say meditating no but i definitely meditating is a whole thing meditating i believe is a good tactic to get you into a space of being open to heal so if you are putting up walls like you know that you need to write a letter so last night prime example I knew I needed to write a letter I've needed to write this letter this whole week um or just start it I just needed to start it and I kept making excuses and putting myself off and like coming up with other things that I needed to do and so I just was like no Raina you need to bloody do this letter hurry up and so I put on meditation music and I led a meditation and I did that meditation and it just got me still it got me to release and detach myself from that inner critic that I have so yeah meditation is a really good tool to use to get you into a space of being open to heal um yeah it can really help with that yeah I agree with that another thing meditation is really good even before I'm um, journaling and stuff it gets those thoughts going and it kind of gets rid of that noise yeah absolutely so that you're you are writing down your own thoughts, not the regurgitated thoughts of others throughout the day. No, absolutely. Was there any other um, different healing forms or anything that you wanted to touch on at all? Or Definitely, definitely like what I did with you. Um, remember when you came and you did, I did that energy work on you. Yeah. I think that's really cool finding someone. So I do that. I, it's, I, I just call it energy work, but it, it's just working through your energy field and having you be still. And it's sort of like Reiki a little bit, but it's like how this sound bowl works, how it vibrates through your body and shift that stagnant like stuff. Yeah, I work and I will press press on um, pressure points and different parts of your body that we store these memories and these emotions, and it's just getting that moving, that that flow happening, shifting that so it's not stuck there anymore. So yeah, finding someone who does healing work like that. 
that's really helpful as well um, because sometimes we just need to reach out to people we need outside help and feeling safe and okay and like telling yourself that that's okay to ask for help is um is a big thing definitely I like that um if anyone's confused about what she did with me with the healing workers was quite similar to almost like a, a guided or healing um, meditation you can do disclaimer with those as well always listen to those off YouTube before you do them listen to it in a non-meditative state before you do it um but it's it's kind of like having a guide there who helps you and you do a full body scan so you can kind of do those yourselves um but they uh they are kind of definitely a lot more in depth when you have someone going through it with you that you trust but I definitely um believe in that it comes back to your consent consenting to that person um and having someone who you feel safe and secure with and that um yeah you definitely your your gut feeling is right and you're yeah, consenting excellent. and that they are asking for your consent as well Absolutely. that's a huge thing it's like surrendering yourself and in a consensual way surrendering yourself to someone else to help you to shift that stuff do you find as well that if they're not consenting that you'll most of the time pick up on that anyway oh absolutely um not consenting when we say not consenting it's you telling me that no yeah okay yep go and then I can absolutely feel your walls come up and you're putting these walls up to keep yourself safe yeah that's what we lean into anyway so you do some of these healings and stuff and you also do um tarot readings and things for people as well yeah um so I just wanted to touch on you what do you think like what is your your purpose and what um what does your future kind of look like what can we look forward to from you Oh, wow. Um, it's very exciting, actually. I have found my spark. <laughs> um, yes. I know it's so exciting. I absolutely, hands down, like I've always said I wanted to be a teacher. And I think I'm still going along with that, but in a, such a different way. Um, so I want to work with women. I want to, I don't want to use the word coach because the reality is, is that I'm I'm facilitating, I'm just facilitating and you're you're doing the work. You're you're doing all the work. You're basically coaching yourself and I'm just facilitating you and holding a space for you to do all of that work. So I will I've had quite a few people um ask me about women's circles and getting women together, like minded women together. Um so that that's definitely I think on the cards I'm I'm leaning towards that and like what we have me and you have discussed. We're both very interested in that, like holding cacao ceremonial like I don't want to say meetings but like just coming together just women coming together yeah holding holding that space because I think yeah we're so busy in this track of life yeah I think we even forget to hold space for ourselves. which like my original idea yeah. when I brought that to you was like I you know want to be able to make that time and hold that space um yeah for other people and yourself just to yeah absolutely yeah hold that space I think that's the best way to say it and I I like that I think that's that's really beautiful the way you worded that and especially about the um coaching as well about how people are definitely coaching themselves and I do definitely deeply believe that as well any of this any of this like that anyone's listening to at the moment is it's not about us telling you what to do it's about sharing our experience which plants seeds that then grow into thoughts and trees in your own life and that hopefully you can take something from it to grow into your own person and it's about just listening and then taking the information and taking it in how you need to and then holding space for yourself to yeah do what you need to do so yeah that's what you can expect from me um definitely working with women I think that's so my calling and like through photography like I can also 
I can do all of this incredible empowerment stuff through my photography, you know, like getting women to just be in a forest naked, like just fully unfolding and undressing yourself is a whole empowering, liberating experience in itself. And to think that I can do that through so many different like platforms and stuff, you know, through writing, I definitely think I want to do more stuff on that and helping people to journal and be able to heal through writing and expressing themselves and I definitely think my image as you were saying photography and imagery really helps with that as well yeah yeah that's a a big healing point for a lot of people so that yeah absolutely oh you're so beautiful I'm so excited for what you have to come up yeah in the future as well and I'm even more excited to do another podcast in the future because I know that will definitely be on the cards yeah um because healing is just this one topic and we have yarn forever about it yeah it is it's insane (laughs) I could go on forever um as we were getting to the end anyway I did just want to um ask a few little other questions just 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 feel a lot of questions because you know yeah yeah so one of my thing was just because you do do tarot readings and stuff is what's the kind of like the craziest or strongest message that's come through to you in a reading whether it's been um like a reading done on you or for you or you know like for someone else what's the Without specifics, what's the craziest, like, strongest message that's come through? Oh, my goodness. Um, oh, good question. You got goosebumps, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I did. Oh, my God. Honestly, like, I've actually been overwhelmed with every single tarot reading. I think um, recently, like, a good example, and it's probably, it won't be the best, but it's the one that I um, remember right now because it's, something that happened recently I was doing a tarot reading for someone and it said to separate yourself from your inner critic and so giving your inner critic a name um like how I spoke about earlier Doreen that was such a and it's really it really stuck with me because it's like fuck that's gonna help me so much to be able to say Doreen sit the fuck down you're you know and and it's actually helped me a lot with always following my gut instinct I think our intuition knows best and Doreen doesn't know shit um Doreen just wants her to add her little opinion in there so to be able to tell Doreen to sit down while I'm trying to dive into my intuition it's actually helped me to grow my intuition a lot more and trust to be able to separate my intuition from Doreen so that's really cool that was probably one of my biggest ones but I've had so much stuff um come through so that's kind of that's just like now the the kind of your most the most powerful yeah now which is crazy because yeah. you even started off saying it was one you know that the small thing of just giving it a name but then it's actually helped your intuition and it's actually gone so much deeper so yeah yeah that's so cool yeah, absolutely okay so then my next one my next question was your most unexplainable synchronicity so the you've said something and then it's come into yeah, fruition or yeah. something. So the most unexplainable synchronicity. So you just can't, you can't explain it, but it happened. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, there's been so many. <laughs> um, oh my God. Let me think about this. Um, I actually can't think, but I do have a little bit of an interesting story that sort of goes along the lines of that, I guess. I don't know. Tell me if I'm way off topic here. But yeah, and first, like when I share this story, I will um, have to message uh, the girl about it and just double check with her that um, I can share it. I won't use names or anything like that. But this week, I so when I do tarot readings, I ask for people's guides to step forward. And um, (laughs) this guy kept rocking up to all of 
these readings he would he would be in the background like so the guides would step forward but I'd see this young guy this really young guy like just like scuffing his feet in the background like and he's got his hands in his pocket so it's I'm talking from my mind's eye right now so like what I see in my head and so I have all this imagery in my head and I could just every single time so I had how many readings did I have um I think I had six readings last week and so the first five yeah he just kept popping up and like even when they when the readings had finished I could still just feel him hanging around but he wasn't intrusive at all that was what made me feel like he it was like I I wasn't too bothered with him but I was getting frustrated with this with like the fact that I just I couldn't figure out who he belonged to and like every person I asked I'd be like has have you got this young guy like in your that, that's passed away and like none of them related and I'm thinking Frick, who is this guy like he's hanging around and then on the Friday I did a reading for someone and I didn't he was there again he was there again and I just thought oh he won't be for her so I just won't say anything and so I did this reading for her and I didn't tell her that he was there or anything like that and then at the end of the reading she's like oh my god I'm shaking she goes but um, I just wanted to know has anyone come through for me and I was like well I do have this young guy here but he hasn't you know he's been coming through all week and I haven't been able to um, like find who he's here for and she's like oh my god I knew it'd be him and so I explained him to her and that he's a young guy and he he's you know he's like in the background and he's walking around with his hands in his pocket and like he he doesn't know where like it's like he's turned up too early like he's rocked up to something too early and now he's like just like fuck what do I do now (laughs) and like he's really he's really sheepish and like I explained all of that to her and she's like oh my god that's my uncle and she went into details about it all and then she sent me a picture of him and I was like Oh my goodness, that is him. That is exactly who I'm seeing. I see that man. And I just got chills. Like I couldn't believe it. And honestly, that just made my whole day to be able to find who he belonged to. And like, and then she was laughing too, like through her tears, obviously. Like it was quite an emotional moment to be like, oh my gosh, my uncle is here. You know, through her tears, we, we were laughing because it was like, he's he's been like, thinking that he's been getting away with it kind of thing and like he's like this unmasked oh he's this masked man like walking around and no one knows who he belongs to and like you know now he's been caught out and he's like damn it like (laughs) it was just really cool like it was it was so cool to be able to finally find this guy for you know like who he actually belonged to and it just like I could feel it lift like and I almost felt him lift of like Ah, oh, like finally you've found who I'm who I've been here for, you know, like <laughs> I just yeah. Yeah, that's so crazy from the start of the start of the yeah. week as well, like because he would have just showed up when that that reading was booked. Yeah, yeah. And he's just waiting around that yeah. well, I was listening, I even got goosebumps because I'm like, holy damn, like I always I believe in stuff and I'm such the like known skeptic at the same time. Yeah. And I hear this stuff and I'm like, this is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is real. And I get I freaked out because I'm like, yeah. who's gonna come yeah. for me? Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I allow it too because you know, like I do spirit work. So like that's you know, I'm constantly diving in and out of like earth world, spirit world kind of thing. So it's yeah, like I expect, you know, people to hang around and stuff like that. It's just so interesting. Um, but always like um like I just want to put out there, always pray. Like prayer has helped me so much and it keeps me so safe. Yeah. And that's such a beautiful um realm to be in and out as well. And like, oh, so much gratitude um gratitude for you diving into that because it's such a big thing to be involved in, but it helps so, so many people in the same Yeah. 
in the exact same respect. So that's so beautiful. I hope we can sh- um, share that story, but totally fine if we can't. But whoa, I think basically yeah. um, no, that was so cool. Um, yeah, so that's that's all of it. Um, you can check Rain out both on her Instagram and she does have yeah. a website as well with all of her um, offerings on there. Um, and I just wanted to thank Raina for her beautiful insights today. Um, I've got so much out of this. Probably going to get my notebook out while I'm editing. And I'm just so excited for um, everyone else to be able to get stuff out of this and just, yeah, go follow Raina and follow what she's up to because she's, she's making waves. She's jumping in the ocean and there will be some some big waves coming in the future so yeah thank you for joining me Raina no that's all good thank you thank you for having me uh, thank you so much no. <laughs> um, no I just wanted to say good luck to everyone message me I'm just a message away yeah but like hit me up if you're wanting any sort of energy work or tarot readings or anything like that cool there's guys so that's it but yeah have a beautiful day and we will catch you guys next time bye bye <laughs>